Today's message is entitled Influencers. Influencers. Somebody type that on the line. Influencers. Influencers. We're going to be in Acts chapter 17 on today. And um, I want to talk today about this concept of influencers uh, from the perspective of certainly social media um, and certainly from the biblical perspective as well. Uh, I want to talk about being Christian influencers. Uh, I want to talk about being under the influence. Uh, you know, uh, you might know a little bit about that if you guys stop for DUI. <laughs> Uh, but we want to be under an influence. We want to be people of influence. And so we're staying in the context of Acts being an, uh, the, the uh, theme of this year being action, people of action that we preached all last year about the family business, but now we want to do the business. So first, I want to talk about what is an influencer. Some of you may not be aware of it. Um, some of you may be older. You're not on social media as much, but there is such a thing called influencers. They have these people who are specifically set up on TikTok, Instagram, and other social media platforms that are entitled influencers. And an influencer is a person with the ability to influence potential buyers of a product or a service by promoting or recommending the items on social media. So they are people who can influence potential buyers uh, through their followers uh, by promoting or recommending a product that someone has given them to promote. An influencer is one who exerts influence, that they have influence over other people. Uh, So like the term under the influence, um, even uh, Ephesians says 5 and 18, be filled with the spirit, meaning let the spirit have influence over you. Being under the influence, meaning something is able to uh, have um, um, uh, persuasive impact on you. That's what I'm trying to say. So an influencer is someone who often, specifically a person who, is able to generate interest in something um, such as a customer product. Uh, They're able to create interest behind something by posting it on their social media. So the whole thing about social media is that you have a person who's a single person who has these many followers, and this person who's the influencer can influence the followers for the person who has the product. So what I mean by that is that companies flock to influencers. Companies flock to influencers' uh, pages to get their product on their pages with the thought that the page has influence over those who who subscribe. Uh, A a well-known influencer is uh, like Kim Kardashian. Um, People who have thousands and millions of followers on their website, companies reach out to them and say, hey, would you mind showing my product on your page where millions of people come to see them 
And so the companies feel the influencers, subscribers would buy their product. Uh, this beats the company trying to reach each one of those individuals one by one. So the company bypasses the whole word of mouth, point to point, sell to sell by going to a person who already has the million people customer base, uh, much like mergers and acquisitions where company doesn't sell customer to customer, they buy another company for their customer base. This is the new age uh, way of doing an old merger and acquisition uh, from a social media perspective where you have the customer base and you have influence over that customer base. So the company seeks you out, gives you a product and says, hey, show this to your people. Maybe they'll buy it. So we often are interested in things that the people we're interested in are interested in, right? So let me say that again. We're often interested in the things uh, that the people we're interested in are interested in. So uh, let's say LeBron James likes um, certain sneakers or whatever. I like LeBron James, so I like the sneakers he wears. Um, you know, something like that. So this is how you parallel it. Now, stick with me now. We're, don't tune me out yet. And This ain't about Jesus. It is about Jesus. Hold on. All right. So to be an influencer means someone is interested in you. Okay. Let's, let's just, let's be clear to be an influencer. It means someone is interested in you. All right. So we're talking about being people of action. We're talking about being influencers means someone has to be interested in you, meaning someone has to listen to you. So influencers are sought out. Just make a note of that. Influencers are sought out by people with products. People with products seek out influencers. They are sought out because of their ability to impact others and they are able to generate interest in a way that the person seeking them couldn't or that doesn't have the business model or the means to. So a person, a company that doesn't have the million followers or doesn't have the social media platform or doesn't have the means to reach people as quickly as you do may enlist you or seek you out and say, hey, you know, help me out, get my product to these people. So influencers on social media are a voice for the world. All right, let's just be clear on that. Influencers uh, on social media are a voice for the world. You know, they're not always influencing based on the Bible and Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. No, they're selling eyelashes, mascara, uh, suits and clothes and shoes, red bottoms, Balenciagas, uh, you know, lip gloss, uh, everything possible. You, you, it's online, right? Influencers on social media are a voice for the world. Likewise, then, likewise, Riri, we need influencers for the kingdom to be a voice for God. So if the enemy or if the world or if people, have, it's not necessarily just enemy because look, if you need lipstick, that's not enemy. That's not from the devil. Uh, you need clothes. That's not from the devil. So what the world is selling is not bad. I mean, I buy, you go to the store, don't you? You, you buy flip-flops. You need to go to the beach. You, you buy a chair for the beach. Anything that, so what the world is selling, not everything is from the devil. But in competition, the kingdom is in competition. Understand what I'm saying? 
And so while there are influencers promoting their products, God needs influencers to promote his product. So let's take a look at how this works before we get into the biblical perspective of all this. How does it work and what is the goals? Take a look at this. Look at this on the screen. We have the product. The product goes through the influencer and the influencer impacts the follower. So the product goes through the influencer uh, and the influencer impacts the follower. So you got the product goes through the influencer Impacts follow. Check out the girl on the screen. You know she got she's selling makeup. There's she she got a ring light up and she's all on camera. What's she doing? She's trying to influence people. So now I just want to make a note. Listen, this this is how this works too. Uh, the company that seeks out the influencer does have to pay the influencer a fee to do this. So you, they're not just saying oh. I'm going to put your product in front of my million people without a fee. Um, there's a benefit to that. Listen to me. And just like it is for the world, there's a benefit to serving God. My mama used to sing a song. The old church used to sing a song. It pays to serve Jesus. It pays each and every step of the way. Though the pathway to glory may sometimes seem dreary, it pays to serve Jesus. Every step of the way. So it pays. In other words, there's a benefit to being an influencer for God. There's a benefit for um, establishing followers or utilizing his product to present to people. There is a blessing in serving God. So here's what we're saying is based on this picture, we're saying that God has the product. So God is the company. He has the product. We are the influencers who are powered by the Holy Spirit. So we're influencers who have the Holy Spirit. And the relationships we create are our base. So as Christians on earth, we get a product from God to influence people that follow us. Now, so the job of the influencer is twofold. The job of the influencer is twofold. First of all, the job of the influencer is to build a base. Find people who will listen to you. Find people who are interested in you. So you cannot be a good Christian, a strong Christian in this world, and you're isolated, you're hiding out, you're not connecting with people. That is not the biblical plan. And I'll show you in just a second. I'm going to show you how the text works. You have to develop followers. Every one of you online has got to engage in relationships with people because God has a product that he wants to channel through the people who he calls influencers. So number one, build a base. The second thing an influencer needs to do is to put a product before them. So once you get a base of following, people who are interested in you, and you've got to present something to them, right? So you just aren't friends for no reason, but you're friends with mutual interest. Hopefully your friends who are connecting have similar ideas and thoughts. And so you're interested. I don't follow people I'm not interested in online. I follow people who I like. I follow people who are saying things that I like to hear. And so because of that, when they 
present something, I'm more inclined to listen. So I'm not just asking you to go out and build relationships with people you forcing. I need you to love Jesus. I need you to be my friend because I'm trying to win you to the Lord. No, you ain't trying to win them to the Lord. I'm trying to win you to the Lord. You ain't going to win you. You ain't going to win me. You ain't going to win me to the Lord. No, find people who are receptive to who, man, this is how you choose your career. This is how you choose your jobs. You choose families and friendships this way. You connect with places that where if you go in there and you feel odd and awkward, don't just take the job for the money. The, the culture has to be a win for you. People say, well, you don't fit, the HR say, that you don't fit in our culture. Well, you need to fit in my culture. I need to fit in your culture. It needs to be win-win. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's the two things you need to do. Now, the mission for us as believers is to reach the world, not just the church. Hello? Hello? Listen to me. Listen, Cynthia, the mission is to reach the world, not just the church. So your mindset can't can't just be church people. And there's some people who are influencers and all they do is influence church people. You cannot reach the world by reaching only church people. So if your base is church based, your products will only be church products. What does that mean? That means then... Ah, God, this is good. You won't amass a large base by promoting Christianity. Listen, I'm amazed that, you know, I think my sermons are pretty good, but I'm not going to get millions of followers to follow me based on messages I preach. Religion and Christianity is a very sensitive topic. It's like politics. People say, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion. You can't, You oftentimes you don't uh, build a lot of followers if you're, preaching uh, a strong gospel. Now you can get followers if I throw a few gimmicks in there. If I tell you, you're going to get rich in three days and I go and, you know, I pass out everybody, you get a call, you get a call, you get a call. If I do all that, yeah, I can get a million followers because all I'm doing is catering to people's wants and desires. But when you are focused on Jesus and you talk about God, nobody want to follow you. They don't want to follow you. I don't have millions of followers. I got, you know, I've had, I've had up to four or 500 on Facebook or something like that, but you know, and and I'm doing what I could do, but I'll show you how this works. People largely don't want much to do with religion, but what they will be drawn to is love. So instead of saying Jesus, 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 talk about love or something more universally acceptable. And I'm not saying don't say Jesus. I'm saying there's an opportunity to say Jesus Remember, goal number one, gain followers. Get people who are interested. People aren't likely to be interested if you say Jesus all day or praise the Lord every three seconds. Praise the Lord, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. Praise the Lord, amen, amen. People ain't going to be interested in you unless they are praise the Lord, amen people. And that's all you do is breathe the same of the same. I don't want to breathe the same of the same. I want to break my walls. I want to break these goals. I want to break out of the church. That's why I'm doing secular music. That's why I'm doing hip hop and pop rap and progressive R&B because I want to reach another sector of people. Are you tracking? And I'm specifically doing it because I want to show you that what I'm preaching for you to do actually works. I'm, I'm coming out of the pulpit to say, I will do it. I will demonstrate it to you and show you how God can bless you even if you're doing something that isn't even related to a pulpit or a choir or a church. Are you tracking? All right, so just know that if your approach to build relationships is religious-based only, that's all you're going to get. 
But if you can amass a larger group of people, you will need a more universal product and approach. Now, this is what's interesting, Joy. Listen to this, Kevin. The gospel is for the world, right? He says, take the gospel to all the world. So then the gospel must be a universal product. You cannot take the gospel says, oh, take the gospel to the Baptist. Take the gospel to Presbyterian. No, the gospel is universal by nature of it being the product. What we have to do as influencers is learn how to present it as a global iconic product. We have to form it in a way where we can show people the love of God through our product. Uh, interesting enough, uh, what is it? Uh, they closed on Sunday. In and out, uh, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, or In and Out. I'm not sure which one. In and Out has scriptures, I think, on its um, cups or on some of its uh, commercial product. They put a scripture or something. It's In and Out, or somebody help me with that, uh, or or, or Chick Fil A. Um, but we know Chick-fil-A is, is a Christian company. We know that they've uh, provided support in a lot of ways with regards to that. So in other words, they selling hamburgers. You understand what I'm saying? But they drop a, a scripture in there somewhere or they, they use other platforms to reach people or to minister to people to try to get, get different things out in a different way. So, man, sell red bottom shoes if that's your thing or do hair or... I don't know, sell pots and pans, whatever you are, do your music, whatever it is. This is the goal of being an influence. So once you get the people, now watch this. Once you get, remember, the thing is get people to follow you basically by any means necessary within morals and ethics and biblical standards. If you can get people interested in you, then you can present different products, including religious ones. People are more interested in your religion if they're first interested in you. Oh, that's a quotable. That's a quotable. People are more interested in what you present if they're first interested in you. So I need for us to get more up on our game. Tabitha, I need for us to be more positive about who we are. I need for there to be a different level of respect and appreciation for our own personality, for our own experiences, for our own lives and what we offer. That there must be a self-esteem level that really boosts our own ego, motivates our own confidence to where people are able to see that we first have it, that they're going to take an interest in us. So listen, be if once you've gained their ear, that means they're listening. But remember, the point of going through the influencer is that they have more numbers than we do. So they can amass a large group. Listen, because for some reason they are persuasive. So you are persuasive. You've got to be persuasive. In some ways, it is about numbers. The goal is to have some numbers. You, you have to be able to focus or to be able to put yourself in a position where you're able to get more numbers. You cannot just be happy with you and your family. That is selfish. Even in Acts, he said, first to Israel, the Jews, then to the Samaritans, then to the uttermost parts of the world. That's what he's trying to encourage us to do. So listen, all of this has to be a, a focus of ours, and we have to be in a position to make sure that we know uh, uh, we are confident within ourselves to be able to make sure we know what we're doing. Now, goal number one um, is to get your followers up. 
That's what you got to do, right? You got to get your followers up so you can be influencers that attracts God's company. We want God to seek us out. God is not trying to do anything through you if you aren't trying to do anything for people. Oh, come on. God is not trying to do anything through you if you aren't doing anything through people. So get your numbers up. Sharon, get your numbers up. Latanya, get your numbers up. See why I get your numbers up. Tony, get your numbers up. We've got to do a better job. And you might want to sign off because anytime I'm talking about you're doing something and people don't want to hear it. But, but okay, you, you got to get your numbers up. All right. So he wants to do something. Now, let's talk about the difference between a few different roles so we don't get the influencer confused. Because I don't want you to be confused with uh, a couple of things. So I want to talk to you about the difference in a promoter, a marketer, and an influencer. So first one is the promoter. You look at this promoter. First one is the promoter. The promoter takes what has been established and parades it around for consumption or functionality. That's not an influencer. That's a promoter. And what I mean by that is, I mean that a promoter takes that you already have the band, you already have the music, you're ready to do a show, your show is on October 25th, and your promoter goes out and promotes what's already established. That's a promoter. That's not an influencer. There's a difference. So I want you to be clear that we're not asking you to be promoters. We're asking you to be influencers. The second one is the marketer. Marketers. Put it on the screen, please. The marketers. They seek to establish a following to consume what you wish to parade or share or promote with others. Although marketing is done in promoting, marketing is done in promoting, but marketing is different from promoting. So what, what marketers do is marketers take a clean slate and says, okay, you got talent. We need to market you. We need to let people know about you. We don't have a date. We're not performing. We're not doing anything yet. So we're taking, we're seeking to establish it. The promoter takes what's already established. The marketer tries to establish something so that we can promote it. Are you tracking? The third one is the influencer. Influencers. And now I want you to make, I've given you these three because I want these to stand out. The influencer establishes the dialogue or the content of the relationship. Ah, God. They create the breathing reciprocity between artist and fan, customer and proprietor. In other words, the influencer's input or addition is the establishment of the dialogue between the customer and the artist and the fan or the proprietor, the business owner and the customer. So in other words, the influencer is largely based on content. That's why social media is about communication. It's called social interactive media, meaning forms of communicating mediums, uh, uh, videos, audio, music. So it's all about content. And if you look at online, Anybody will tell you want to boost your followers. You've got to boost your content. It's all about content. So different from the promoter, 
different from the marketer, which deals with abstracts, with photos, with uh, selling, with uh, presenting and projecting, an influencer needs to focus on content. God, I didn't think I was going to preach today. How can you preach this lesson? So if you don't have content, you won't have followers. And I put that in all caps on my thing. If you don't have content, you won't have followers. I could almost say the more content you have, the more likely the followers, more followers you will have. Influencers and social media gurus, business uh, people say, the more you post, the more you post content, the more people frequent your page. If you post once a week, once a month, you know, ain't nobody trying to see because there's no reciprocity of communication. It's about content and you won't get numbers if you don't have content. Influencers always have something to share. Influencers always have something to share. Doesn't the Bible say always have an answer for the hope that lies within you? You've got to always have something to share. I ought to always have a sermon to preach. I ought to always, when somebody says, what's the word? I ought to always have a word because an influencer always has content. Somebody say content. We want to focus today, not on the marketer, not on the promoter, but we want to focus on the influencer, obviously. So our means of getting followers is to first establish content. So what am I asking, Lou? What am I asking, Grizz? I'm asking, what am I saying? Oftentimes, when I prepare a song or I prepare a sermon or I'm writing a book or something, one of my phrases I say, if someone gave you the mic, what is it that you want to say? And that's how I pin it. I'm not just writing music to say, oh, this sounds good. What do you want to say? If you listen to my album, it has a meaning. It is a homage. I, I paid homage to the city of L.A. with the whole album. Eight songs are dedicated to some aspect of L.A. And I had to ask for each song, what is it you're trying to say? What is the content? One person sent me a review and said to me, said to me, I didn't know you wrote like that. I didn't know you could write like that because people have to listen. People don't do lyrics really anymore because we're a soundbite nation. We don't listen long enough to appreciate a whole verse. You get what I'm saying? We catch the hooks, but we don't listen to, uh, never mind. I'm talking to people who want content. If the conversation, listen to me, this is good, Shauna. If the conversation is one way, you won't grow followers because messaging and content must be two way. That's why Facebook, social media, all of these platforms have the option for people to do what? Reply, to like, to comment. And oftentimes people turn comments off because I don't want to hear the negative. But how will you read people or build relationships if you can't handle the negative? Just block them or delete them. 
but you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You have to be able to be strong enough to deal with the people in your life who disagree with you, with the people in your life who walk away from you. You still have contact, baby. Just because somebody has walked away doesn't mean you are contentless. You are a person who God has given something to you to say to somebody for product. He wants to use you to get to them. Are you tracking with what I'm saying? So the message always has to be cut two way, but be aware because in the process of dialogue, some will agree, some won't, some will protest, some will get on board. And I'm giving you all this because that's what you're going to see in scripture. Be prepared for the fact that not everyone will be on board. You just excited about, oh, this calyptic. I like this color. This color is sort of like a bruised bronze. It's a bruised bronze. It's a bruised bronze. And I, I kind of like it because it's, you know, Joyce, it's a fall color. You know, it's, it's a, you know, it, but not everybody, somebody's going to drop off live. Somebody's going to drop off. Do you know when I look at the analytics of live stream, I have concurrent listeners and then I have people who jump in and jump off. There are people who pass by and they get a little bit and they leave. They're, but they're, listen, not everybody's going to be into it. You may ask, why try for more? Why try for more? Because God's commission to us is to go into all the world and preach my gospel to every creature. So even when five drop off, off, keep doing what you're doing. You'll get another five along the way. This seems to suggest to me, everyone reach as many as you can until we reach the whole world. I can't reach the whole world by myself. I can't do it by myself, but God's plan is that I will get a string of influencers across the world. You reach 12, you reach 200, you reach 5,000, you reach a million, and together we will reach the world when you work on influencing the people you have impact on. So today we're looking at Acts 17 for messaging or content and how we get that messaging out to gain followers. I want to show you how to do this. I want to show you some of you need to up your social media game. It is technology. It can work for the kingdom. It is not of the devil. There are bad things on it. Of course, there are bad things about the internet, but the internet will show help you find a hospital if you in need. The internet will help you find a lawyer if you need somebody. The internet will help you get some food when you're hungry. Listen, it's not all bad. The same internet that gives you porn gives you also promise. It gives you ideas. It gives you job employment opportunities. So don't throw out the internet because it's got bad and don't let you People throw you out because one section of your life they don't like. Keep your influencers up. Um, Keep your followers up. Keep your numbers up. So let's look at how this works. Let's go to the text today. Look at Acts 17. I want to look at verses 1 through 4. Give me a minute. I'm going to close it up. I got to go quick. I'm moving. I'm moving. Listen. He says, now when they had traveled through Amphipolis... And Apollonia, not vanity, not Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And you can see that highlighted. And verse two says, and according to Paul's custom, he went to them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying this Jesus 
whom I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. Last verse, and some of them were what? Persuaded and did what? Joined Paul and Silas along with a large number of the God-fearing Greeks and a number of the leading women. Let me say this to you. Paul didn't have TikTok. Paul didn't have Instagram. Paul couldn't go live and stream on YouTube. He had to go to the synagogue. This is the premise and the base for establishing churches in local buildings because we didn't have mediums such to communicate or to have this dialogue. And so naturally when the pandemic hit, People saw that we could have church virtually. We have the technology to be able to do it. People didn't know, jobs didn't know that workers could actually work remotely and still get the job done. Thank God for circumstances that introduced change, which introduced new technology, which introduced new ways for us to reach people. So the book of Acts is a book on the Acts of the Apostles. They were trying to influence a traditionally Jewish world religion belief with a new gospel that was based on Jesus dying and the resurrection. All they had heard to now is that Jesus was the Messiah, the prophet was coming to save the Jews. But that had changed because the Jews had rejected them. So the apostles in Acts, the Acts of the Apostles are now to influence the world about a Jesus who died and rose again for their salvation. So Acts 17 is a clear picture of the content of Paul as an influencer. Paul is an influencer in Acts chapter 17 verses 1 through 4. So verse 1 says he went to, if you put that back on the screen, verse 1 says, when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Mapolonia, they went to Thessalonica where the synagogue was. So number one, you got to go where the people are. You cannot be in your house cooking eggs, sitting behind the TV and expect to reach people. To reach people, you've got to go where the people are. Go to the synagogue. Where are the people? They're in Thessalonica. Go where you think your audience is. If your type of people are not in Thessalonica, don't go to Thessalonica. Go to where you think people are going to be receptive. And then verse number three said this, verse three said he was there explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer. So start the dialogue, start the dialogue with them. He was there in Thessalonica at the place where the people were giving evidence, explaining what he was trying to present. Have discussions, not debates. I'll say that again. Have discussions, not debates have content to present. Paul reasoned out of the scripture. He reasoned. In other words, have something to say. If you get on social media, have something to say to people. And then notice verse number two. Let's go back to verse two. He says, and according to Paul's custom, he went to them. That's where it is. He went to them and for what? Three Sabbaths, reasoned with them. So notice the frequency. In this case, it was weekly. So these are light touches. He went three Sabbaths trying to establish a reasonable explanation of dialogue. He had content that he presented every week. So verse number four then says, and some of them were persuaded and joined Paul 
and Silas among with a large number of the God-fearing Greeks and number of leading women. So notice the Greeks. Greeks are not Jews. So he is persuading people that are outside of his regular audience. So some Jews believed, but many Greeks. The text says a large number of Greeks uh, believed and many, watch this, many leading women. And by leading, we mean prominent people, people of influence. I think that's, I think that's notable for the text to point out even way back then that there were powerful women in the text. He says, even he suggests as if it is not likely that powerful women would be persuaded by this teaching. In other words, people of great intellect or uh, genius capacity or powerful women and leaders often don't uh, accept a whim or current passing win. It takes time for them to get on board with. And I think Paul is saying, God is saying, you, if you have content, you will be able to impress even prominent leaders and people. And so I just give you that when that's a side, women, that's a, a, a perk for you. We have powerful women. Women are powerful. Women are prominent. Women are leaders and they do great things, but they also need to be persuaded by the word of God as well. So let me move on. Verses five through nine. You can read it later. People got mad because Paul was winning folk. In other words, what that means is that the Greeks said, I like your posts. I'm following you. In other words, they joined Paul's group. They became followers of Paul on Instagram. What's Paul's hashtag? Somebody, what's Paul? Paul Saul, Saul, Paul, Pauly, Pauly Saul. Let's call him Pauly Saul. All right, they started following Pauly Saul. And so they got mad because people were following them and then they tried to run him out of town. They wanted to kill him. So now let's look at example number two. As the text talks about content, Acts 17, we'll jump down to verse 10 through 12. The text says the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. So first location, Thessalonica, second location, Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the what? Synagogue of the Jews. So he went back to the people. All right. And then verse 11 says, now these were, here it is. Watch this, Lou. He says, these were more noble minded than those in Thessalonica for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures. How often? Daily to see whether these things were so. And then verse 12 says, therefore, many of them did what? Believed along with a number of prominent what? Greek women and men. Oh God, am I preaching to anybody? So watch this now. I'm going to go back to verse 10. The brethren immediately sent Paul away. So watch this now. The text says, listen, don't take things personally. Don't be easily offended. If you're kicked out of one place, go to another platform. In other words, if the people don't like you there, then go somewhere else. Be able to adjust. Don't wear your feelings on your sleeves. Stop being so sensitive and easily offended. People don't like, it's not about they don't like you. They're not interested in what you're presenting. They're not interested in you as the influencer. Well, let them go follow somebody else. God didn't call you to save the world. He called us to save the world. Amen. I like that. So in other words, then verse 11 says this. Now these were noble minded. They were more ready to learn. They were eagerly minded. So watch this now. This is a more noble group ready to receive in mind. They had more education and they were willing and capable of doing more research with what Paul 
was bringing to them to see if what he was saying was true. So in other words, let your content be inquiring. Let your content be interesting enough to where people need to go deeper. Don't let your content be just a yes or no. Let people engage with your content. In other words, present your life in a way that it needs to be engaged with, not just accepted or rejected. Oh, I'm teaching something that's powerful. So be prepared to be fat checked. People will look at your life and your life needs to be genuine. You need to be a person of integrity because people will come for you. You will have ops as they say today. That's part of it. And sometimes you will be wrong. Sometimes on my videos talking fast, I say the wrong thing. And someone will make a comment and say, well, you said such and such. That's not quite true. And I make a effort to respond to them. I don't just leave it because he will or she will listen longer if they engage with me. So I write back and say, you're right. I did say such and such. My bad. Here's what I meant by that. If you listen here at point 12, point 24, I did correct it. So now this is what it is. And if you engage people, you have to be willing to accept the mistakes you make. Ain't nobody perfect. And if you're on social media thinking that every post that you make is going to be just the best. Wow. If you're thinking that all your sermons are the best and the best in the world and nobody else can do better, you got news. There'll be some sermons that I think are great that people just don't like. They will tune out. So again, then in verse number 12, he says, therefore, many of them believed. So note, more were persuaded, Greek and prominent women leading them. And then verse 11 says that they had a great eagerness examining the scriptures daily. So the frequency went from every Sabbath to daily, that these people were able to get in the word daily. So you've got a post. Now they have options where you can schedule your post. I can't be on social media all day. I got a work to do. But what I can do is schedule my post. I can say this one goes out at 10, this one out at 12, this one out at 2, this one out at 6. You got to learn how to schedule schedule your content. Don't give your content all in one post. Ah, In other words, don't give your friendship all in one Saturday. Leave them wanting some. God, am I preaching anything? It seems that Paul was willing to avail himself more frequently to those who showed a readiness of mind and a willingness to probe deeper themselves. So in other words, give more attention to followers who respond. <laughs> There are people who will follow you, but will never say nothing. But Paul says, I engage more with those who have something to say those who are willing to dig deeper. As a pastor, I give more time to disciples who are showing more effort to be better and to do better. Absolutely, 100%. I cater to people who show initiative. And some people get mad and some people say, well, you don't call me, but you don't sir, respond to me. You don't do this to me because you don't do nothing. I love you. I preach to you every Sunday. You can come on the Sabbath. But the daily interaction 
interaction comes to people who are willing to engage. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't date nobody who want to date you every Saturday. If he if he's a genuine engaged possibility, he's got to be on the daily uh, regimen. Come on, somebody. You can't tell me you love me once a month. It's got to be daily. That shows we're going deeper. So there was definitely a more back and forth. I'm trying to get you to see that your content has to move from just posts where you're saying something to posts where there's back and forth. And I've got to do better with that. I've got to do better with getting back and forth. Dialogue with people. That's how you get followers. There was definitely more back and forth and your content should uh, encourage more dialogue. It's dialogue you want. If it's dialogue, people are engaged. But if it's just you, that's not a dialogue, boo. That's a monologue. A monologue. Don't let your life be a monologue where you want everybody to hear what you have to say, but you don't want to hear what they have to say. That is not godly. And that is not Christian-like to let, oh, I just, oh, I'm just going to tell Jesus, tell you what Jesus said, and I said it. And that that's a farce. That's crazy. When you say things and you know it hurts people and you won't give them the time to respond because you think just God said it. No, we must be in dialogue. So now I got to move on. Little Ben got to go. Verse 13 forward then also talks about Jews got mad again. They got in the uproar. And again, listen, somebody not going to like it. So now we're moving from the weekly to the daily in the synagogues, now we're moving to a new demographic. And that's why you can't just be, you can't just be on one platform. Uh, You gotta be on, you can't just be on Jesus Church channel. You got to be on this world channel too. (laughs) That's, you got to change the demographic. You can't just, you gotta go where the audience is. I like going to Magic Mountain. I like going to Not Spare Farm. I like going to where people are playing music. It's not church music. I like being where people can be themselves. And I don't tell them, I don't wear no collar. I don't tell them I'm a reverend. I tell I, I'm, my name is Cherry. My name is Cherry. They don't need to know because you can relate to people on the real platform. So now we're moving to a new j- 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 demographic. This is a final example. Here we go. He says then in verses uh, 10 through 12, wait, not yet, wait, uh, here we go. 17, at 17, 15 through 21. He says, now watch this. So we moved from Thessalonica to, to, to uh, uh, Berea. Now we're moving to Athens. So we went from TikTok to Facebook. Now we're on Instagram. All right. So now those who escorted Paul brought him as far as Athens because they kicked him out of Berea and receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they left because they got Paul out. They was after Paul, Timothy, and Silas stayed. Tell them to catch up with me later. That's a, that's what it's saying. Sixteen says now while Paul was walking for them at uh, was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was being provoked within him as he was observing the city full of idols. The preachers in a place where the idols are. Pictures in a place where they popping. Never mind. All right, seventeen. So he was reasoning where in the synagogues with the Jews and the God fearing Gentiles and in the marketplace every day 
with those who happen to be present. Whoever's present. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm everywhere. I'm on the marketplace. I'm in the synagogue. I'm daily. I'm everywhere. I'm at the club. I'm at the. I'm at the church. I'm at the baby shower. I'm at the. I'm at the party. I'm at the hoedown. I'm at the white party. The, I'm. I, never mind. Eighteen. And also some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. Now we're talking philosophers. We're conversing with him. Some were saying. What would this idle babble wish to say? Others said he seems to be a proclaimer of strange deities uh, because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection, as I said. Verse 19, and they took him and brought him to Areopagus. Oh, this is the social media platform of that time saying, may we know what this new teaching is, which you are proclaiming? And 20 says, for you are bringing some strange things to our ears. So we want to know what these things mean. 21 says, now all the Athenians, he's in Athens, and the strangers visiting there used to spend their time in nothing other than telling or hearing something new. Is that not what social media is? People spending all their time. Joy tells me sometimes, my screen time was down this month. My screen time. Do you know how much time we spend on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok doing what? Telling or hearing something new. We go to look for something new. I go on the news page to see if there's something new. In this place of Areopagus, there was this concept of finding something new. And so in the city of Athens, here Paul is saying, I'm going specifically to the Greeks. Athens is the city of the Greeks. It was the capital of Greece. So no longer am I preaching only to church folk. So don't get mad at me if you see me hanging out with some people and they smoking or they're drinking. I'm there because it's another platform for me to present content. (laughs) Listen, I'm not trying to convert them right away. First goal is get them interested in you. I want people to be interested in me, not my church, not my gospel. I want you to be interested in me. If they're interested in you and the word is in you, then they're going to be interested in the God in you. So moving away from Jews intentionally, don't be afraid to branch out. As verse number 16 says, Verse number 16 says that the Paul was waiting for them. His spirit was provoked. In other words, Paul's spirit was stirred. Always speak on something you're passionate about. Your content comes from what provokes you. Your content comes from what makes you move. What makes you angry? What makes you excited? That's your content, boo. You say, well, I don't have nothing to say. What do you get excited about? What do you respond to? I'm talking to my oldest daughter, talking about her jobs, talking about her career. I'm trying to explain to her, you know, it's not just money, 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 money. It's about you finding something you love to do because when the money is not what it's supposed to be, you need something to inspire you beyond the money. Money goes, baby. Money comes. Money goes up. Money goes down. Money changes. People fire you tomorrow. But if you love what you do, you can always do it again somewhere. Ah, God. So what is your content? That might be your content, your area of influence. Paul was angry that they were given to idolatry. Paul said, I need to change this. What do you feel strongly about changing? What angers you? What do you do when you see young? How do you respond when you see young kids on the street with sagging pants? How do you respond when you see something on the news? People say, I don't have nothing to pray about. Turn on TV. It'll give you something to pray. Verse number 17 said this. He was reasoning in the synagogue with the Jews 
and the God-fearing in the marketplace. So he reasoned. He disputed daily. You won't convince your followers with one tweet or a gram. It's going to take multiple posts. It's going to take more. I have to send multiple emails to KJLH, to Sirius XM. I have to send multiple emails to these, these places of media and TV and ABC. They ain't responding, but I'm going to keep sending it because you don't convince people. And then I have to change my content. I changed the heading. Maybe they didn't like the heading. I changed the content. Well, what's your pitch? What's your angle? Maybe if you word it differently, you keep changing your content until people are interested. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? Also note that he expands beyond the synagogue and he goes to the marketplace. Who's at the marketplace? We always trying to get people to come to church. You ought to take the church to them. Come on, Sharon. You ought to go out there. Cynthia, Tabitha, Kevin, go to the... Tanya, Lawanda, go to where they are and even goes to the heart of where thinkers and reasoners gathered specifically for that purpose, like today's chat rooms and groups. So in other words, there's a chat room. You can set up a group. You can set up a place where just like-minded people come together to talk and dialogue about it. That's what Arapagus was. And so verse 18 says this. He says, some of the Epicureans, the philosophers, were conversing with him. Some were saying, what are you talking about, man? What's going on with you? So today, today's chat room is our Aeropagus, where we deal with Epicureans and Stoics. These are non-believers. So you have to be willing to engage with people who don't necessarily see it the way you see it. God wants us to influence the world. And before we influence them, we must get their interest. God, are you hearing? So yet they were curious. And how do I know they were interested? Because the Epicureans and Stoics said, what is it you're saying? God, that that's what, how do you know people are interested? Because they ask questions. They further engage. People who don't engage with you aren't interested. Will you please stop texting and calling people who are not responding and calling you back? They ain't interested. People who are interested, respond. Come on. People who are interested, respond. Listen, don't spend all your dirty time, your good time, your white time, your black time, your brown time on no time where people don't give you any time of their life. You have I've got to find your Arapagus. Arapagus was a hill where people gathered together back in the day. It was called Mars Hill in the scripture where they came to debate and to discuss philosophy. Where do people go to debate and discuss things of pertinence? It was a place of prestige and it had special jurisdiction in matters of morals and religion. If you want to talk about morals and religion, go to Arapagus and that's where Paul went. It was a group of thinkers within influence in these matters. So if you want to influence people, find other influential people, get around them and pick their brains, learn from their influence, grab what you can add to your voice and your content. When I study, baby, I don't, I'm not that smart. I got to check commentaries. I check other books. I look at articles and poetry. I look at designs, even sometimes abstract 
art gives me inspiration for my sermons. I'm getting a sermon from social media. I'm inspired by social media. I look at my own numbers and I'm disappointed. But this message gives me fire. It gives me, it's giving me fire. See why I said give me fire. It gives me fire. So if Paul was there introducing something new, it's got to be a new enough for people to get interested in it. If you're just spitting out the same thing everybody else is saying, then don't expect new interest. New interest, new content gets new interest. So they were challenging Paul because he was introducing something new. Whatever content you're offering won't gain new dialogue if it hasn't said in a new way or offering new information. Have something new and interesting to say. So gaining followers has largely to do with content and engaging on that basis. So one of the tools of the enemy then is to make you so busy, make you so working, isolated, and bogged down, you're too busy to meet with people. That's a strategy of the enemy, and he wants you to have too much to do so you can't create new content. So once you get an audience, then you can sell them just about anything because they trust you. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I mean, there's some people who can, that's what cults are. Once they get the followers, they can do anything, almost anything to you because you believe in them. And so what we must do, though, is we must not take that power and use it to, our, to, uh, uh, to the disadvantage of the people. The cults like Jim Jones had all those people follow him. They trusted him. He got their trust, but then he turned around and tried to kill him. He killed him with this cyanide or this poison or whatever it was that he gave him. And the people drank it willingly. So when we get that power, when God gives us influence over people, we must be accountable with being people of character. So I conclude with this passage of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, says it like this. It says, therefore, since we have this ministry of influencing on TikTok and Instagram, didn't say that. It says, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy, we do not lose heart. But check this out. But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So it's as if God gives gives us the opportunity to gain people's heart. He says, I'm letting you win people's trust, but when you get their trust, do not use that trust and that power to manipulate and abuse them. God forgive us pastors and churches and parents who have hurt our children and our parishioners and followers because we have taken the power to drunkenness. We have become drunk in our own uh, arrogance and conceit and we have forgotten that the power we have been given is a privilege pastoring is a privilege to serve ah thank you Jesus so God says you must be people of character we must be people who are entrusted with God because ultimately this is what makes us effective influencers which leads me to my final point from a biblical perspective then what is an influence and where in scripture does God say be an influencer I'm glad you asked Yes, little Ben, let me take a look at this. The text says right here, here it is, 1 Timothy 4 and 12. You're not going to see the word influencer, but you're going to hear one that says the same. Verse 12 says, don't let anyone look down on you. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but what? Set 
an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. So a person who sets an example is actually an influencer. So the text says, Paul says to Timothy, be an influencer. Set an example. And this text tells us that our exampling, when when we example our lives, when we show our lives as an example, we influence others to do the same. That's what an example, when you look at an example, you say, look at the example, duplicate the example. The term used for example here is tupos, which means that it is a mark of a stroke of a blow or a print. So in other words, when you strike something hard enough, it leaves an imprint to where it leaves an example of what struck it. It is a figure formed by a blow or an impression. It is a figure or an image or a pattern. You like a dress pattern. You lay the dress down, the original. You draw the pattern based on the original, like a pattern or pressing. When you press a quarter in Play-Doh, when you put the quarter in Play-Doh, it gives gives the direct image of what the quarter is. So God says, be an example. In other words, be an impression. Haven't you heard? He made a great impression on me. Someone who makes an impression, be an influencer on your social media page, strike something hard enough to where it makes an impression. Or I like this one is joy. One day was working in the office many years ago and I walked in the office, it was lunchtime, and she fell asleep, and she fell asleep on the desk, and the paper clip was on her face. When she got up from the desk, I walked out and said, Joy, you okay? The paper clip fell off, but I could still see the paper clip image on her face. She ain't gonna never forget that, Joy. I, you know, she mad at me right now. You should see the face she's giving me. She, I can't believe you told that story. Joy was asleep, but she had the paper clip imprint, and so God is telling us to set an imprint. Be the imprint from the strike of God. In other words, when God struck you with that trial you went through, he gave you an imprint. He's trying to get you to image your life. He's trying to get you to change your life, to be an example. So be the content of what you are saying to others. Don't just say the content. Be the content. Oh God, this is good. Be the image or the impression of what you are asking them to follow you for. In other words, if you ask them to follow you, be what you're asking them to follow you for. Be the pattern in conformity to which you want others to conform to. In other words, don't ask nobody to do what you aren't willing to do. And note, I should also point out, we are also exampling even our ruin. So when we make a mistake, we're live on TV. We're live on streaming. We're live on Facebook. So when you fail, when you make a mistake, when you go through a divorce, when your house is foreclosed on, When your friends fall out, when the dirt comes up on you, the whole world sees your ruin. But God said that's okay because that's a part of life. And I need for you to stand up and own the stuff that you made a mistake in. The truth is, not everybody is at fault for things on their own. We all played a role in it and there is something you can own in the situation you're in right now. Our lives are literally on display and with today's technology that's easier than ever to do. And 
God says, I will change you through the process. I will let people see your fall, but I also will let them see your rise. As he says in Psalm 23, thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies. The same people who wished that I would fail would see me fall but rise again. So it is to be open to the plan of God. As the text says, we are to be examples. How? In this. Look at this text. It says, be an example in speech. How we talk. Be careful what you say on social media. Be careful in today's Arapagus. Be careful what you say. How? In life. The term for life means behavior. Be better behaved. Better rendered as behavior here than life. How you live. Be an example in how you talk. Be an example in how you live and behave. Be an example in how you love. The text said, how do you love people? Be an example. Show people how to love. Forgive. Show brotherly love. Hug somebody. Make a sacrifice. Bring somebody lunch. Pay for somebody's meal. Be an example in faith. Demonstrate your trust in a higher power. Show people around you that you can trust that it's going to work out. Out all right, and be an example in purity, abstaining from all appearances of evil. Live a holy life and be set apart for God's glory. This is how you will gain the most followers. This is how you gain influence by being an example in how you talk, how you live, the purity of your life, your faith, and your love. This is gaining influence. And so, the point of social media is to let people see into your lives so they can believe. Joy doesn't always like me taking pictures when we're out and about, but I like to take the pictures because I want people to see that Joy and I don't sit around in church all day. We don't quote scripture to each other saying hallelujah. We don't do this all the time. We are out there. We are in the world. We like driving in the drop top with the top down. We like going by the beach. We like nice things. We like elegant things. Then we like simple things. We like sitting in the park. We like walking together. She likes to hold my hand more than I like to do it, but I do it anyway because that's what she likes. We like some things. We go to the grocery store. Pastor's shopping for french fries. Pastor going to get bread to make toast. Pastor need milk for cereal. These are the real things of life and people respect me because I share my story. I've shared my divorce. I've shared my challenges with my children and my court experiences. I've shared my stuff with money. I've shared my education. I've shared my down false, but I've also shared my successes. I've shared my stories of God coming through. I've shared my stories about God's power and prayer. I've shared my stories of how God lifted somebody up through the time I went to visit in the hospital. This is how we gain followers by showing our lives to other people. So I conclude with this. I got to let you go. I'm out of time. So I conclude with this. We Instagram, we tweet, we TikTok, We selfie, we go live, we stream, we plan events and parties. Why? All to become influencers. So that God seeks us out and says, get my product to the people you have pulled together. All of us should be about the business of pulling people together somehow and some way. And really what God is asking us to do is to put our lives on display. But you know why we haven't? Because we're afraid of who we are. 
We're afraid of what people will say. We're afraid of what people will think. We're afraid we don't know what will come out if somebody give us the mic. We're scared. We don't know because you haven't been in the presence of God long enough to know that his Holy Spirit will catch you before you say it. When you walk long enough with him, you don't have to be worried. Even when you're in the heat of anger and frustration, the Holy Ghost will catch you. Woo! And he'll temper you because that's the power he, you have surrendered your life to him. And so when you don't want to meet people, you've said to yourself and you've said to others, I'm not confident in who I am. Sometimes we're too insecure and selfish. And so we think I'll just entertain myself because there's less risk. It's time to turn the light on our actions and let the world see so we can become the influencers God has called all of us to be. He says, I will fix your life, so don't worry about that. Just let people see the changes as you go. I'm changing as you go. If you hear my preaching, if you listen to my preaching back before I started way in the beginning, you will hear changes now. I'm a different person than when I was then. People have watched me evolve. Those who have followed me for years have watched me evolve because my changes are on display as well. So life is not about presenting perfection. You've seen those memes where they say Instagram photo, real life photo, <laughs> because Instagram got all kind of filters. You got Joy always say, put a filter on it. Make us look prettier. Make us look better. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the platforms have these things that make you look better. But God says they need to see your real life, too. Sometimes I appreciate Beyonce's pictures every now and then. She'll throw up one where she's just straight cold Beyonce. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. That's Beyonce. She's a black woman. Yeah. I want to see the real you. People want to see the real you. There's more that people will respect about you when you don't try to be perfect all the time. Is that all right? Can somebody say amen? Let people see you make mistakes, but that you do recover. So we're all in recovery from something because we all aren't perfect. So as we come to the altar today, let us come releasing our fears of being seen and noticed, and let's put God's agenda above our own and decide to let our lights so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God in heaven. Oh, what a glorious shout I will have when I see God like my posts. Oh, I'm feeling some kind of way when I see God following me. Did you see? Tia, God is following me. God is following me. I get so excited sometimes when I tag somebody notable. Sometimes I just be tagging, I tag people, I make a quote about them. And then they like my comment. And I go, oh, they saw my comment, they read my comment. Means they were interested in what I said. They appreciated what I said. How much more don't you want to anticipate and appreciate God responding to your post? God should like your content. We should live so God follows us. Yes, we're following God. But God should follow us. Because he's looking for the moment in our lives where he can bestow a product on us and say, you have done the work. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over few. Now I'll make you ruler over many. Present my product to your numbers. You will officially be 
an influencer. So I continued to tag God. I'm a hashtag the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to hashtag heaven. Hashtag Michael Gabriel. Hashtag Pauly Saul. Hashtag uh, Abraham. Hashtag Joseph. Make sure you're tagging people. And make sure you're creating dialogue. Because God deserves everything we have. So when you live this week, live it live. <laughs> Not a camera around, but the camera of God is on your life. Influencers, where you at? I'm PC, and that's all I got.